Welcome everybody to the Hitch Hemingway Pod. I am your host, Hitch Hemingway. Guess what, y'all? Got a special guest back in the house for this episode. Uh, you all, I know you've missed her because I have missed her as well. She took a lot of vacation time. She took a whole lot of vacation time, but she is back. And so get ready to give her a round of applause. Welcome back, Amy. I don't know that it was vacation time, but thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Um, I'm glad you're here for this episode of the Hitch Hemingway Pod. And I didn't say this to you earlier today, but you know what I'm thinking about these podcasts now? I'll tell you what I'm thinking about it. And this is sort of what we are about to do with this one. You know, I'm not necessarily concerned about having a long, drawn out episode about four or five, six different things, right? And just talking. If there's a particular topic or something interesting that happened during the week, I think I want to cover it instead of, you know, like a lot of podcasts, people bounce around and they talk about five or six different things like to stretch it out. You know, I'm starting to move in another direction. I feel like, I feel like if it's a a topic, I'm just going to talk about that. If it's something that interests me and it's intellectually stimulating, You're going to speak it. I'm going to talk about it. Okay. And that's it. And this is a topic that I really want to talk about. Oh, I know. And for those of you who are listening at home or wherever you are, I want you to listen real good. Especially if you are, if you are, mm, if you are 23, 20, 23 to 25, I know that's close, but I'm saying that for a reason. I know where you're going. All right. 23, 25. If you are early 30s, mm-hmm. even your mid 30s, are you just past that mid-30s hump. And let's say you're even 40. Basically, anybody from 23 to 40, I would like for them to like... To listen up. Listen up. Listen up. What brought this whole topic about is I have a... I have a friend... And I have a homeboy and my homeboy, I'm just going to call it like it is. My homeboy was dating this horrible ass, no offense, this is just how we're talking around here, this horrible ass girl. Horrible ass chick 
horrible ass woman, whatever. It was horrible. And so many red flags and he chose to ignore all of the red flags. He ignored the red flags. And this is what brought this whole conversation up. This majority of it. Go ahead. Listen, you're going to have to name just a couple of the red flags. The way you really emphasize that. Tell us, what were a couple of these red flags? Oh, no. I'm going to tell you the story. Oh. Oh, I'm going to tell you the story. But I'm just setting the scene. Got it. Right? Okay. So I'm setting the scene. So here's the main thing that I wanted to talk about. For those of you who are 23 years old, and I'm saying 23, maybe you're just graduating college or someplace in that area. Uh, yeah, probably 22, 23 years old, right? Or, you know, you, you're 25. 25 is a magic number for us. Oh, we couldn't wait till we turned 18. Then it was 21. Then it was 25. And then everybody gets scared. It's like, oh, 30. I'm turning 30. And then it's like 35. And then it's like 40. So, a, My magic number was 27. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. I wasn't 25. How old are you? Uh, <laughs> I believe you're never supposed to ask a woman that. How old do you think I am? Nah, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Uh, yeah. I'm very close to 27. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> oh, no, I just said whatever. Okay. So, I believe this is my thing. I believe that once you turn 18 years old, If we're starting off at 18 years old, that's when you are considered an adult or legal or whatever in the United States or whatever. I believe that 90% of your life will unfold based on two decisions that you will make in your life. Let me repeat. When you turn 18 years old, let's say if you're 18 and you live until you're 80 years old, I'm saying 90% of your life will unfold based on two decisions that you make. And the two decisions that I believe will account for 90% of how your life unfold is the career that you decide to pursue or not pursue 
that can be a job as well, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying career, the career that you decide to pursue or not pursue. That's one. And the other decision that you have to make is who you decide to date, marry, have kids with, or not date or not marry and not have kids with those two decisions will account for 90% of how the rest of your life will unfold after you turn 18 years old. That's what I believe. And I'm going to tell you why I believe that. I want you who are listening to think about where you are today. Let's say, for example, if you are living in a totally different state, I want you to take me down the pathway of how you got to that state. How did you get to that state? I'm going to give you some um, situations that I know of people around me with how they got to a state, right? So I'm going to tell you a couple. Move to a new state to pursue a career opportunity. Mm-hmm. Move to a new state to have a fresh start because you were unsuccessful in dating in the area that you have been in for multiple years. Everybody who you used to be with have moved on. They're married and you are the single person. Definitely. I can think of people. Okay. Mm -hmm. You move. You move to another state. The person who you are dating got an opportunity someplace else. So you moved with them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I really think that, yeah, those two, your career path and, you know, either because of a relationship moving forward, you move or because of relationship not moving forward, you move. I, I can't think of people moving in this age group, right? For any other reason outside of those two things. In the age group that I listed off. Yes, exactly. Right. Children, I mean, you're going where your parents go. But yeah, in the age group you listed off, I agree. I can't think of somebody who moved like significantly to another state for any other reason outside of a job or a relationship pursuing or ending. How about this? Or college, you know. Okay, but would you say this? Would you say this? And 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 I look at college two ways. I'm going to tell you about college two ways. You can look at college and say college was just something that you decided that you were going to do and you had no career in mind, whatever the case is, right? You you could somebody could say that. Or there's somebody else who says, well, I went to this college because I know this college has a great reputation and that would be good for my what? Career. Career. 
Yeah. Right? Or even if you went to college and you didn't know what you were going to major in before when you first started, but you figured it out in the, your junior year or whatever the case is, and then you went that route, even if you did not have a uh, job in the specific area in which you got your degree, that degree was still a pursuit for a better career opportunity. You're telling my story. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. Right. For sure. So it's those two things. Absolutely. I agree. Def- go ahead. Oh, I was just say, nope, no argument for me. Okay. Uh, that's unusual. I know, right? You like to argue. <laughs> anyway, y'all. So we don't like to argue. We're stronger and better when we when we agree on things. But arguing can be a little bit interesting because I think you and I have very strong convictions for whatever we believe in. I think, uh, yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think so. But you know, here's what I would oh, say. Oh, look, now you have to go against what I said. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. When you, and you said it, like when, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm so smart, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like you're very, you're a very smart person. You are too. And when we go back and forth about something, or whatever we we make valid points. Mm-hmm. I think we make valid points, so it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But for I that. always tell you, don't argue with me. I was a debater in high school. Hey, <laughs> gotta love the nerds. I love the nerds. <laughs> All right. So anyway, y'all, um, where was I going with this? Where was I going? Well, you were talking about the reasons why somebody might move to another state. And I was saying that I agree. I do believe that career path, career choice, and relationships, beginning, flourishing, ending, whatever it may be, that those really do tend to dictate a significant move. And I can't think of another reason outside of that. I mean, I guess if you won the lottery and you could just move, but I don't know anybody who won the lottery. But the lottery is that we have only talked about 90%, remember? That's true. So that's a whole nother thing. Okay. But we're not even worrying about that 10% right now. We're just talking about the 90%. All right. So I'm going to tell you a story about my homeboy. Yes, because I need to hear these red flags. It was all red flags. All red flags. So my homeboy, my homeboy was dating. My homeboy was dating this woman. And I knew something was off. I knew something was off. Number one. I know when you are or or I know when you are around a woman who does not want you to hang out with other people. 
And there was a couple of times I'm just like, dang, man, we can't meet up to get a drink or to eat some wings or something at the bar. Like we can't, we can't meet up for nothing. It was just, it was, it was just some stuff, right? For me, that was the first thing for me without him saying anything. I felt like he was coming up with excuses all the time, right? Couldn't get out. And I was just like, all right, first of all, it's a very bad sign. It's a very bad sign, right? But anyway, so let me rewind. Let me, let me rewind a little bit. Um, I tried to talk my homeboy out of proposing to this woman. I tried to talk my homeboy out of it. I said, bruh, your career is just beginning to flourish. Your career is, is, is your career is beginning to flourish. You are embarking on an amazing part of your life. You do not have kids. Do not bring sand to the beach. For those of you who don't know what that is, I want you to picture a beach. There is sunshine. There is water. There is sand. If you are taking a trip to the beach, why would you bring sand? Sand is already there. Therefore, if you are moving to another city, do not bring a woman with you to that city when there are women already in that city. That's what I mean by don't bring sand to the beach. You also should make it known because I do know a little bit about this. I know I was playing a little dumb not knowing the red flags, but this friend of yours, how long had he known this woman before he proposed? Well, less than a year. It was less than a year. It was like less than six months. No, it was more than six months. Less than a year, more than six months. I don't know. Yep, yep. Okay. Less than a year, okay. more. But even that, though, even that. But it was not just even enga- getting engaged. But, but, it was but, moving, and they. But, had but, never- but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, not because, too much. Yep. You, you let me, let me, let me, let me drive the story. Let me drive the story. Yes, you can drive the story. Be- I'm just gonna sit back and have a drink. Okay. Let me because because even. People meet each other, have some stuff. They, it happens. Oh yeah, right. Agreed. But here is my thing. He proposed to this chick less than a year. She picked up and left to be in the area with him. Because of where his career had him. Right. 90%. We mm-hmm. talk, we're going to go back to the 90%, right? So, so she's decided to pick up. Now, 
I'm telling you the story for those of you who are listening. I'm telling you the story like this. I'm telling you the story the way that I heard it. Because there's going to be some shockers in this joint. And we're going to get to the shockers. But I'm telling you the story the way that it was told to me or the way that I saw it play out. So, old girl moves to be with him. Now they are engaged. Mm-hmm. They are engaged I'm trying to link up with him. I'm like, hey, man, let's let's grab a drink. Let's grab a drink. You know, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's hang out on the weekend one day. Mm-hmm. And it was excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. And I'm just like, you remember, Amy, I told you, I said, Amy, I've seen this before. I said something is off. Right. Something is off, right? Now, this is how I'm hearing the story for months. So let me give you a little time frame. So let's say I'm hearing all this and it's June, July, August, September, October, November. Let's say we're six months in. Let's say we're six months in. All of a sudden, my homeboy who I'm talking to on a weekly basis, all of a sudden, my homeboy tells me something. And I had no idea about it. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Yes. Are you ready? My homeboy tells me that the woman who he's living with also has an 11-year-old son that lives with them, too. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all ain't heard me. Y'all ain't heard me. I had to rewind that back. Let me rewind that again in case you didn't hear. Let me, let me, let me, let me rewind it again. An 11-year-old kid that lives with them okay now I'm thinking to myself bro we talk every day how do you not mention that she has an 11-year-old kid how does that not come up mm-hmm how does that come up? Yeah. All right. So then I'm talking to him, talking to him, talking to him, talking to him, talking to him. And then he sort of lets me know some other things that's going on in the house. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, you know, I, I furnished the whole house. Okay, I ain't mad at that. I'm just listening. Yeah, I furnished the whole house. You know, bought everything in the house. I, um, yeah, I, I pay 
you know, all the bills, the mortgage and stuff. You know, only only thing she pays for is the uh, it's like the cable and electricity. And I was like, okay, all right, that's the setup y'all got. Okay, all right. But there's some stuff didn't make sense to me. They are engaged. And he was sort of expressing a lot of unhappiness in the situation. I would listen. I would listen. I would listen. Amy, you even know some of the stuff. Yes, I do. And one thing that you and I both said when we were talking about it was like, I've I've always said he needs to figure out a way to get away from this chick. He needs to figure out a way because the things that he were telling me was making me, it was all red flags, all red flags, right? So they were in therapy. They, Which is not always a red flag, but okay. Okay, nope, they were in, nope, nope, I'm not saying it was a red flag, that part. Okay. They were in therapy together. And I told him, I was very specific in what I told him. I said, bruh, you want to find a therapist, in my opinion, you need to find a therapist in which you think it's going to be balanced. There's going to be balanced information given to you and balanced information given to her. Absolutely. The therapist should be neutral. The therapist should be neutral. Mm-hmm. That's what I that's what I said. Yeah. So I was like, bro, if I were you, I would. I, this is what I said. I said, bro, if I were you, I would get I would get somebody. So where you don't feel like she's showing favoritism to her. And and you don't get nobody so it's showing favoritism to you, meaning this is my thing was don't get a man. I told him I said, don't get a man. I said, get a woman. I said, you're black, she black. I per- this is what I said. I said, you get somebody who's not black. That's what I said. That was my thing for this particular situation. Now, personally, personally. My therapist is a black dude. That's who I want to talk to when I'm talking about the problems in the world or somebody who can identify with things that I am experiencing. But based on what he told me, I said, it seems like to me, you are trying to make sure that you are not crazy. So you want to have a neutral party that ends up giving therapy who is going to let you know that you're not crazy and might sort of let her know that there's a problem with her. I said, that seems like that's what you're going for. Anyway, he decided he got a therapist, got a black woman. He went on the therapy. A couple of weeks went past. Some shit happened. Some shit happened. Now, Amy, I told you what I think happened because 
they were doing couples therapy and then they had sessions where they were single sessions, solo sessions with the therapist. They had some of their sessions were independent. Okay. All right. I don't remember this part. Okay. Some of their sessions were independent. I know that she did independent sessions with him, but I don't remember him saying he did independent sessions with the therapist. No, he, he did too. Okay. Well, one day, one day, she decides. Who's the she? She is um, old girl who's okay. the, the, the fiance. Okay. She decides that she is no longer going to do the couple's sessions. She only wants to do independent sessions. Individual sessions. In, in, individual sessions. Yeah. I'm sorry. Individual sessions. Yeah, independent works yeah. too. She wants to just do it by herself. Right. Not couples therapy anymore. Not couples therapy anymore. Yep. He goes along with it. And I'm looking at him and I'm saying, bruh, do you think she came up with this on her own? And she just brought this to you? That the therapist that you two are seeing, the therapist that you two are seeing together under your health issue, like you are paying for it. You are the person who initiated the therapy sessions with her. So your fiance is coming to you saying no more couples therapy She's only going to do individual sessions, but the expectation is for you to still pay for her individual sessions. And for a while, my homeboy was paying for her individual sessions. And I told him, I said, bruh, you mean to tell me this Chick is still going to therapy on your dime and it ain't even the couple's therapy anymore. That shit is dropped. It's just her? So you paying for her to fix some of her trauma that she probably got that ain't got nothing to do with you. I said, bro, at some point, you got to stop paying for that shit. And I said this to him. I said, bro, I'm going to tell you right now, that therapist, I told you before, I told you in the beginning, to pick somebody else. Because ain't no damn way that same therapist, that is crazy to me. That's crazy to me that you would call the therapist, y'all would do couple sessions together, and then she boots you out and expects you to just pay for her individual sessions with the same therapist that you book for the couples. Now I don't care what nobody, I don't care what nobody say. Now the therapist probably was, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, because Amy has, excuse me, <clears throat> Amy has more knowledge than I do in this particular area. 
So Amy, walk me through. What do you think happened? <coughs> uh, well, um, I definitely don't want to speak because I still, I, I mean, yes, I remember this story, but I don't remember all the details and, and everything. But uh, I will just say it is not uncommon for you to start couples therapy and then to kind of realize that maybe one or both, but one individual maybe really has um, some things that they need to kind of unpack and um, that that really could be affecting the relationship. And so it's not uncommon for one individual to do some individual therapy. Um, I think the thing is, you know, from the get go, you told me that he said, he always felt like the therapist was siding kind of with his fiance. And I think that's a red flag. Um, I think that mm -hmm. the therapist should always stay neutral. So the fact that he felt that way all the time and then um, his fiance didn't want to do couples therapy, but instead move forward with individual therapy with the same therapist, I think is a red flag. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it's a red flag if they were going to the same therapist, right, for couples therapy. And then she determined with that therapist that she needed some individual sessions. And that therapist then referred her to another therapist for individual therapy to work on. And so then that way, the therapist that the two of them had been seen can continue to be their couples therapist. Um, to me, that seems a little bit um, of a better process and one where you're not led to kind of feel like, okay, my feelings about this therapist kind of siding with her for the whole time really are valid. All right, so there we go. Just my opinion. There we go. I know I'm with it. I'm with it. But I want you all to, to, to hear something. My homeboy was still paying for her individual sessions. He must have been paying out of pocket, right? I mean, we don't need to get into the weeds of it all, but they were engaged. So, like, his medical insurance can't mm -mm. cover a fiancé. No. Mm -mm. So, he was paying out of pocket, he was, I think. He was paying, but, but she has a job. Right. But here's the thing. We thought she wasn't working. Um, we thought not. We thought that she wasn't. I think the thing is this. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So now that we've said that, we thought that she wasn't. But he was, you know, pretty much saying he was covering everything. Right. Right. Pretty much everything. He was saying he's paying like close to three grand a month for where they was living at. Right. All right. So that's that. Right. So if she's working. So if so so if so so if she so if she's working, hold on hold on, Amy, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. That's, I'm going someplace with this. I'm not saying you aren't. When he decided that he wasn't going to pay for her therapy sessions anymore, what happened? I don't remember. I'm See, telling you. Okay, thing. let me tell you. Because I'm 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 wondering at what point did the Big thing happened. And I don't remember what part of the timeline it did. What's the big thing? Don't say it. Like, oh, oh I'm getting to that. I'm getting okay. to that. I'm getting to that. That's why I'm, so, I'm just getting confused. All right. So. With the timeline. Okay. All right. So. They're seeing a, 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 a therapist. 
he decides that he's no longer paying for her to do individual therapy. What does she do? What does she do? I don't remember. She stops going to therapy. The person who has a job who wanted to do the individual therapy stopped doing individual therapy when he stopped paying. Remember that, y'all. Just remember it. Just take take a note of it. So now by this time, I'm, I, I've already heard everything I needed to hear. And for the record, for, for the record, so, so you all can know where I'm standing with this. I'm not just sitting up here talking about this. Me and my homeboy actually recorded a podcast about this very thing that happened. We recorded a podcast, but I can't, but if you just stick around a little bit longer and I'm going to tell you when we recorded the podcast, but I got to tell you after I finish telling the story, because I don't want to ruin it. All right. So anyway, time goes by, time goes by. I keep telling him, I'm like, dude, man, what's going on? What's going on up in there? Eventually, let me cut to the chase. She calls off the engagement. She takes the ring off. Go ahead. Go ahead, Amy. No. All I was going to say is that this is where the reason why I've been getting confused with your like sharing of of the story is because what I recall is I was kind of told more of everything at the end. and, And I feel like the sense that I got from you was you were getting like these tidbits of information, but because he was never able to hang out with you, you were just getting these like quick conversations when he was like driving in the car by himself. And so it was just very difficult to know what was really going on until everything really came to a head. And then he really shared with you what was going on and you were able to kind of like piece things together. Yeah. And I don't want to ruin any, Surprise. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I, just having a hard time remembering all the steps. Oh, yeah. And so. Because it was confusing. It wasn't confusing for me. I, I knew. <clears throat> well, you knew, but but there were all these questions I remember you had that you just didn't have the answers I to. I didn't have the answers Until to. the end. Like, you knew enough to know that things were not good. good. Right, right. But you did not know right. the ins and outs of things. You just got these little little tidbits like he would go out of town for work and then she would block him on social media the fiance the fiance would block him on social media or he said he would come home and from and it seems like everybody was happy her and the kid was happy in the house he would come home and nobody wants to talk to him. She's not talking to him, whatever the case is like that. I'm just like, the kid's not talking to him. And I said, bro, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you like the old guys would tell me. You need to get this fucking chick up out of your fucking house. Get this chick up out. Y'all both on the lease. 
Y'all both on the lease. I said, bro, you got the money. You can pay yourself to get out of the lease. He said he couldn't pay himself to get out of the lease because she had to give permission for him to get off the lease for it to just be her. Right. Okay, but remember when you were talking to him about this, by then she had already. Yes, they were already. Share that. They were already. uh, The engagement was already broken off. Right. She already was no longer wearing her ring. She was no longer wearing a ring. Yeah. And I and told that's him, when you were encouraging him to I, just. I said, bro, yeah, get that fucking ring, take that shit back, get some of your fucking money back, get whatever you can get back, get that shit back, just get it back. That's what I told him. And this is like months, months, months. So while I'm telling y'all this story, this is like, mm, this is over. This is over six months of me talking to my homeboy about getting rid of this chick. So here's the thing. This is what she did. This is what she did, y'all. Couldn't have been me. I'm going to tell you that. This is what she did. I said, bro, this chick is waiting. She did pull. uh, She pulled a fast one. She did. She put a fast one, but I'm going to tell you, I said, this is what I was right about. I said, bro, she has an 11-year-old kid. She is waiting for this kid to get out of school in May. When school ends in May, she is leaving. She's out. She's going to move back to the city where all the other hood rats hanging out at. That's where she's going to go. I told him that. I said, so she's just waiting. So he would give me dates. He's like, yeah, man, she's she, 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 she's going to move out in June. She's going to move out. In, I'm like, when? When? Like, I said, bro, you need to get a date. Get a date. Don't let her sit up there in there. And you not know when she is going to leave. She say she leaving? She leaving. All right. So anyway, let's fast forward. May comes around or April. She says she's leaving. Her kid, of course, finishes school in May. Just like I said, she was going to leave after that. However, this chick said she's leaving after she comes back from her girl's trip. In Europe. In Europe. Allegedly in Europe. Her girl's trip. I said, bruh, she going to Europe on a girl's trip? And you arguing with this girl about bringing you back some grilled chicken from the grocery store that she won't even bring you because you asked for it, even though you gonna pay for it. She decides that she ain't she ain't bringing you nothing back from the grocery store. You letting this just she's going on a girl's trip to Europe, and she's having her sister. Come stay in the house that you're paying for to watch her kid 
So her sister is going to spend nights in the house that you pay for to watch her kid while she goes on a girl's trip? And at this point... Hold on, hold on, I get even worse. You taking her to the airport and you're picking her up? What? Go ahead, Amy. No, no, I just I wanted to just get some context. At this point, right, how long had she told him she no longer wanted to be with him, but he continued to pay all the bills? How many months? Oh, this was at least... At least six. So for at least six months, she already made it known. I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm going to move. And I'm still not going to pay for any bills. But here's the thing. His credit was better than hers. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't pay for anything, his credit gets hit too. Right, right. No, no. He has to keep paying. But I'm just saying like, so it had been a while that they were no, no longer together. Yeah, it had been a while. Yeah, but she had the money for a girl's trip. She had the money for a girl's trip. That ain't all she had the money for, and we about to get into that. Mm-hmm. So when, so now. I didn't know about the airport. Yeah. She can't even take an Uber? Uh, uh, no, it ain't even she can't take. It ain't even she can't take. Motherfucker, why are you taking her? Right. She, she got to figure all that. Let me tell you what she. If it was me, I'm gonna tell you right now. If it was me, I would have said your sister ain't staying up in this house. So you gonna have to figure out what your sister gonna do if you want your sister watching your kid. Mm-hmm. That's just that. Yeah. So if y'all, if if, if you want to get your sister Airbnb and she wants your kid over at the Airbnb. It's over at the Airbnb, Airbnb, mm-hmm. but your sister ain't gonna be staying up in here. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, that's it. So, anyway, so now times go, time goes by, time goes by. Um, oh, you taking a drink of alcohol? Oh, Anna? I've been drinking. You oh, just haven't noticed. Oh, I love it when you drink. I've been drinking. Oh, I love it when you drink, Amy. No, thanks. Actually, you didn't do too bad this time. I know how you like it. Subpar. <laughs> I know how you like it. Just keep the story going. <laughs> Let me drink in peace. So, so anyway, so now we at the point she's about to move out. I already knew what he was going to do before he pretty much did it. I was telling him, I said, bruh, when she move out, you let her ass move out. I'm not sitting up here telling you to make life a living hell while she's moving out, but you don't assist her on the way out making things easy for her because you are trying to be nice. You paid for all of the furniture that's in there. You keep it. You let her move with what she brought in there, what she paid for. Especially since there were several, several months where he continued to pay all the bills and they weren't together. Yeah. She had the money. She went to Europe. But ladies and gentlemen, here's here's the bombshell right here. 
this chick was stacking her bread like I told him she was. This chick, before she moved out, this chick bought a house. She moved out of the place that he was paying for, saved all her motherfucking money, and bought a house. I told him, I said, bruh, this chick knew that the only way she was going to have the house that she wanted is that if she got with somebody like you and she could manipulate the situation and save all her money. So while you are here, she is saving all of her money for a down payment on a house. That's what she did. I know. If only you could see my facial expression. It's just, ooh. And I told him. Mm. I told him. I said, bruh. I said, bro, this is the thing that I've been telling. I've been telling you this the whole time. Yeah. But she's horrible. Let me tell you how horrible she lives, y'all. I'm going to tell you how horrible she is, y'all. This is how horrible this chick is. I told him when she is moving out, make sure she get everything on her way out. It ain't no coming back for a second trip. Everything. Right. Y'all, let me tell y'all. If this doesn't say enough about who she is, let me tell y'all what she did. She left. She left her car. I said, bruh, she couldn't pull her damn car on that freaking U-Haul or whatever she was driving. Mm-hmm. It's worse. It gets worse, y'all. I do remember this. Y'all. She left to come back and get. She left her dog. Not the dog that she got after she met my homeboy. This was her dog that she owned before my homeboy ever came into her life with her kid. This was the dog that she had with her 11-year-old son. She left the dog. And not just for like a day. <laughs> like It was a how week. Long was it? Was, I felt like it was even longer than like two weeks. It Doesn't it was matter. it was close. It was long. It, it, it was it was it was not. It was like a day. two weeks. It yeah, like two weeks. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she took everything and left her car and the dog. I mean, I think that kind of shows her character. No, it says who she is as a mother too. 
I, I don't care. I don't I don't care. It says who she is as a mother dogs. too. Yeah. No, yeah, but again, yeah. again. Yeah, you. Mm. yeah. It's been a little while since we've talked about this story. I can tell I can look at your face mm-hmm. and tell it's bringing up. Mm-hmm. So 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 she's so she's so she's gone. Now now she's finally at the pitch out the picture. But I tell my homeboy. I tell my homeboy. Me and my homeboy, when she's out the picture, me and my homeboy, we recorded a podcast mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So I have the audio. But I told him after I we recorded it, and we recorded it like a month ago, maybe. Yeah, it was a while ago. And I said, bro, I am not about to play this podcast. I said, I wouldn't be a good friend if I took that audio that we recorded and put it out in any kind of way. Yeah. I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a good friend. Yeah. I told him, I said, I might play bits and pieces of the conversation if you want me to one day, but I'm never going to put that whole thing out. Mm-mm. It's not it's, it's, it's not a good look because you were trying to be nice about somebody who don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. And you were just trying to, you know, you recorded it in such a way you were trying to be nice about it. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway. Let's go back to 90. All right, no, we we're gonna get we're gonna get to the 90. So now she's gone. I told him. I said, block her number. And he kind of gave me some pushback a couple weeks ago. He's like, you know, man, I'm not concerned about it. Da, da, da. No, I said, that's, that's, that's an excuse that people give when they hang it on to the smallest yes. strand of hope, hoping somebody called them back. Yes. Block. 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 Go block that chick on Gmail. Yes. Go block, block. that pit. Uh, go, go block that chick on your, on your op. Block. There is no benefit to him. To have None. any sort of knowledge of her trying to contact him. None. Block. None. Block. Because he even told me, I guess he got her son a laptop and they went to Best Buy and I guess he get the automatic email. After she already moved out. After she's already moved out. She's in a whole nother state. Right. She's in a whole nother state. Right. And she's getting the laptop fixed from Best Buy because it's under like his name, my homeboy's name and stuff like that. Right. I said, bruh, I said, nothing against the kid, nothing against the kid. No. I said, bruh, get that shit from underneath your geek squad. I don't care what electronics that you bought and it's under whatever. Figure out a way to take that shit off of your damn account. Let her handle everything moving forward she saved up enough money this is what she wanted to do let that's it absolutely she had it all planned out i said that's it i said i said i said i said leave it alone leave it alone so anyway that relationship is over he and i continue to talk and i had a sit down with him and i told him I said, bruh, and this is for everybody. This is for for all of you who are listening. 
even if the relationship doesn't work out, there is time that is invested. Even if the relationship doesn't work out, there's time that invested. Mm -hmm. So what I told my friend is, this is how you need to look at it. Let me break down the numbers and let's make it some easy math. 18 years old. Let's say you're 18 to 68. That's 50 years. From age 18 to 68, that is 50 years. Half of 50 is what? 25. 25. I'm sorry, from 18 to 68, half is what? 30. The midway point? The midway point is what? Oh, gosh. 34? I think that's the median, right? That's the median. 34 is the median. Okay, we have to write it down. But anyway, the point that I was trying to tell my homeboy is like, Let's be for real. Your best days ain't going to be when you 55 till you 68. Your, your, your dating time is where you are right now. Your dating, your dating time. You're 30, you're 33 years old right now. Yeah. So from 18 to 38, that's 20 years of you dating. Mm -hmm. 18 to 38. That's 20 years. Yeah. From 38 to 48, it's 30 years. You mean from 18? From 18 to 48. To, yeah, from 18 to 48, it's 30 years. Yes. I said, do you think you need 40 years of, uh, 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 wait, what's my number? Is it 30? Is it 30? I'm sorry. My math is all, all, all jacked up. From 18 to 48 is 30 years, right? We got that right. Correct. All right. I'm sorry. From 18 to <laughs> from 18 to 48 is 30 years. I said to him, I said, bro, from 18 to 48, do you th think you need 30 years of fucking dating to figure it out? <laughs> I just laughing because I feel like it's like kind of pouring salt in the wound. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if this is for anybody who's hearing this. If you if if I'm starting your dating life from 18, from 18 to 68, that is 50 years. 50 years of dating. 50 years of dating from 18 to 68. Yeah. If you make it to 48, that is 30 years of dating. Which means that 38 is 20 years of dating. Correct. We all know that now you approaching 40. Let's be for real. You approaching 40. This is not my homeboy. My homeboy is about 33 years old. But my point that I was trying to get to him is like, hey, you've got some time. I think you're okay. I'm glad you figured it out. However, this chick took you down a path that's part of the 90 it's part of that that 90% that I'm talking about. She took you way off the beaten path and now you got to get back on the road and it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. 
So you can find Cinderella tomorrow. You can. You could. You could. You could go. You could wake up and go to Target tomorrow and, and, and find you a woman while you looking for some motherfucking toothpaste. Target is where the dreams come true. You could. It could happen. But right now at this very moment, it hasn't happened. So him dating that chick took him off that path. And Agreed. <clears throat> but thank goodness, though, that they're no longer together because that path could have been even worse. Oh, it was it could have so, been even worse. So, I mean, it's good that the path ended. But he's got some emotional scars. Yeah. He, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. He got some emotional yeah, scars. His life could have looked very different and not the way he wanted it to, to look um, if, if that relationship continued because he was trying to make it work. But, and guess what? And what else was she impacting? Location, mm-hmm. career, mm-hmm. choice. Right. She was impacting. She was impacting. She was trying all, to persuade him to, to like, to move, to move, mm-hmm. uh, Get a different gig mm-hmm. and all kind of stuff. Which mm-hmm. she had this thing set up for, which is why we. I said I talked about the ninety. It takes a while and a lot of planning to buy a house. I, oh, she, she had did a plan. not just plan that at the end. She had a plan. Yeah, she had yeah. a plan. Oh yeah. So for all, so for all of, so all my folks that's listening. So now my homeboy, he's recovering. Very nice guy. Absolutely. Very extremely nice guy, right? Yeah. My my yeah. homeboy is recovering. Um chatted with him earlier today. He's like, hey man, uh if you got some time, can we, you know, you know, can you help me do this or whatever the case is like that? Or what do you think about this? What do you think about hey? He's moving great, forward. Great, great. He's moving forward. He's moving He's forward. He's moving forward. Mm-hmm. And a good friend, you support your friend. In the process, I'm glad Absolutely. that he got rid of that chick, right? I'm glad he got rid of it. But I have a lot of I have a lot of single friends, guys. I have single friends, guys and gals. And I sort of talk to them about the 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 ninety percent. I talk to them about the ninety percent. I'm not a person who likes to. Mm, I don't like to just throw numbers on it on stuff, but I like to be realistic. Amy, Amy, I want to be realistic for a second. I want to be realistic. Can I be realistic? Absolutely. Okay. We're going back to 18, Amy. We're going back to 18. I got to take out my calculator. Ready. From 18 to 68 is 50 years. From 18 to 58 is 40 years. From 18 to 38 is 30 years. 
I have friends in that area of 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42 years old. Y'all have been dating for 30 fucking years. You've been dating for 30 years. And it's no judgment, but I want to point something out. You've been dating for 30 years. You're 90%, especially when you're over 35, when you're over 35, I guarantee you the state that you're living in is because of one of two things. I agree. It has something to do with your career or somehow your dating life has impacted where you are. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't want to date anybody and you just want to be single for the rest of your life and you've decided that, that that's, that's, that's fine. Right. I have nothing for that. But for those of you who actually say you want somebody or you want to start a family, I need y'all to take a look in the mirror. I need y'all to take a long, hard look in the mirror. It's not always the person who you you go after's fault for every single thing. It's not. Sometimes it's you. You know, I have these conversations. Me and my mentor was having this conversation, you know, this week. Me and my mentor, we was having a conversation. Love him to death. And we talked about a guy. We talked about a guy who is single. Who is around the age of 40, 41, 42 years old. A guy who is single. Who doesn't have a kid. He is thinking to himself, it's possible that he can do this thing called life just the way it is on his own. He doesn't necessarily need anybody. But if he does decide that he wants a family, If he decides that there are some things about a guy in which he is aiming for. If he decides that, Hey, this is what I want. I want a family. I'm telling you, he does it. A a guy who has himself together around that age and he's making money. He does not care about your fucking career. And when I say he doesn't care about your career, I'm saying he doesn't care about your money. Right. I don't think that that makes, I mean. He doesn't care. 
I don't think that it makes you any more attractive to him. No. Just because you have X career or no, he X doesn't amount care. of money. He doesn't if care. He's got all his stuff. Together. He doesn't care. Yeah. Because yeah. mainly what he's probably looking for more than likely is somebody he can have kids with and somebody who would be who he felt like was motherly yeah. who could help him raise a family. Right. Not that he wants you to stay home. Is not necessarily that, but no. but he's looking for some motherly things, mm-hmm. some things. That's what he's looking for. Yeah, somebody who wants to be a wife mm. and a mother. And unfortunately, you know, I'll say this as a female, right? Unfortunately, he's going to probably take into consideration the female's age, because you know. If he's 41 years old, you know, another female who has no kids but wants to, you know, be married and have a family at 41, right? They would have to really do some realistic conversations about what avenues are they open to taking to have a family if, you know, a a biological family is not something that's necessarily in the cards, unfortunately. No, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Definitely empathize for women. No, I do too. Yeah, it's it's tough. But I'm being realistic though. I hear you. I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm saying like there is a certain type of 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 of, of, of woman. There's a certain yeah. type of expectation. I don't think if you're a female, I, I don't think that if you hit a certain age and, and you haven't met anybody that it means, you, oh, you're never going to meet someone or you're never going to have a family. I don't believe in that at all. But I, I do hear and agree with what you're saying. Like, I think if you've reached a certain age and you haven't found your person, right, you can't just always blame the people that you've dated in your life. You do kind of have to look at yourself. Did you... Did you maybe make the wrong choices in who you want to date with? Did you stay with somebody longer than you maybe needed to stay with somebody? You know, did you prioritize other things over finding somebody? You know, I think you have to take that look in the mirror. It's not to to make anybody feel bad, but I mean, it definitely takes two to tango in a relationship. Um, And I think I definitely can think of people who would say, you know, I probably stayed in a relationship for too long. And, you know, that that impacts, again, looking at your 90 percent. That's your 40. Yeah. Yeah. If you spend eight years with somebody who never wants to get married and you always know you want to get married and you're just hoping in those eight years is going to change that person's life. But now here you are at 35, not married. Right. I mean, one would say you got to look at yourself and not. That's that 40. That's that. Because 40, 45 and 45 is. 45 and 45 is 90. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's not always going to be that split. But I think what you're saying is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that those two areas of your life have quite an impact on, you know, just the path that that is in front of you. Yeah. How your life unfolds. That 45, that that 45, 45. Right. So I'm saying that 40, if 45 percent is dating. Right. If 45 percent is dating. And. And and we're giving you fifty years from eighteen to sixty-eight, and you're thirty-eight. You've done twenty years of dating. You're almost at the halfway mark of your forty-five percent that we're talking about. You're almost at the you 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 you're almost there. And I'm only saying that because 
I know a lot of people <clears throat> who do stupid shit. It doesn't make sense to me. My homeboy was doing some shit that didn't make sense to me for that for that long period of time. Well, <clears throat> I think what I'm hearing from you is that he was doing things that wasn't making sense to you because you knew what he really wanted. No, no, no. You knew he wanted to be a husband and a father. But it, and did, it, it didn't. It didn't matter. She, if he just wanted to be a boyfriend. The things that she was doing oh. were already yeah. enough signs to say, I know you need to get this long. chick up out your you need right. to, you need to get well, lucky for him, it happened so hard, so fast, because he got engaged in twenty twenty two. Yeah. No, it was not a, in the grand scheme of things, chronologically, that relationship did not last that long out of his dating years if we're trying to just calculate things down to years yes it wasn't that long no it wasn't that long yeah but guess what i got another thing for you when we talk about this 90 percent, there are some people who are married they are married they're 45%. They made that decision and they stuck with it and they ain't happy. You're just making people have all kinds of thoughts and feelings. I don't, I'm just, <laughs> I, the, the main point is how important it is. Exactly. I No, really, I, I think that's what it is. It's, it's, I, I mean, I, I hope, at least for me, I, I can speak for me and I won't speak for you. No judgment here. No judgment. But just kind of recognizing there's, these are big decisions to make, and they have a significant impact in your life. I had this conversation with somebody today. Um, whenever I go out, I like to ask random people their thoughts about something before I say it out loud. I asked several, I would probably more than several people about this, men and women, and. There were a few women who were stuck in a trance and the words that they used were it's trippy to think about how those two decisions and one person was like both these decisions are so intertwined mm -hmm. with where they were in their life at that time mm -hmm. that it was hard for them to process beyond it like wait a minute wait a minute, this, this is legit. Like, this is like a legit thing. Yeah. I mean, not to put you on the hot seat, but, I mean, you stop and think for a moment, right? About that 90. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. Does that not have a direct impact? Yep. On your day-to-day -day life, your yep. satisfaction with life. Yep. Your goals for yep. the future in life. Yep. Has every, a day-to-day -day impact. Every, every, even if a relationship didn't work out or something worked out or a job that didn't pan out or pan out, it all intersects with your adult life. Mm -hmm. And it's a major part of how your 
adult life unfolds. Right. Yeah. So it's a big freaking deal, man. It's a big deal. And some people may feel very content and like, I'm, you know, I made the right decisions. And some people might feel, I see you nodding. No, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And some people might feel uncomfortable because they might say, ooh. Right, you and I, I mean, e, e. <laughs> no one can see our facial expression, but sometimes we go, e. yeah, e. like that emoji. It's that, yeah, it's that emoji where <laughs> where it's like it's, it's like the teeth are together and the, and the smiley face is kind of like, oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Um, here's the thing: I love a lot of how my life panned out, but I will say this: I, I'm, I'm, admitting, I'm admitting this. On a podcast out loud, as proud as I am of being a first generation college student that directed me down a path, a career path that was so different from a lot of people I grew up with, and even my family. I personally, I'm proud to be a first generation college student, but I wish I wasn't. I wish that there was somebody who would have gone before me because there are a lot of things that I had to figure out and navigate myself through, right? In order to get to where I'm at, right? right. And I had some I had some good mentors. And stuff post-college. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Yeah. The first generation college student, that life, like once you graduate and you have, have the degree, there are other things that come along with being a first generation college student. You are the first for damn near everything else that, that happens. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. You might be the first to work in a court in corporate. Like my mom and dad worked in factories growing up. They were blue collar folks. I've had white collar jobs when I left school. Mm -hmm. I have made so much more money than my parents ever made with me growing up, right? Right. There's a lot of still firsts, it's a, a lot, lot of unknown and challenges. It's a lot. It's not just those four years of college. It's a lot. So my 45 that we're talking about, like my 45 is the 40. The crazy thing about the 45 that we're talking about, like the 45 and the 45 that shit impacts the generation after you. Mm -hmm. That is how big mm -hmm. of a decision it is. And it makes sense when we think about it. The reason why those two decisions are so huge is because it really sets the pace for the generation after you if you decide to bring a child into this world or you adopt or something those two decisions right there i mean you and i have discussed kind of like breaking generational cycles and and yeah for sure it's um not to feel pressure but pressure yeah it's big it's big you don't have to have it all figured out at 18 Oh, no, no, no. The only reason that we're using the, the number 18 is because that's just the adult. 
that's when you're like considering an adult or whatever. But you still got a lot to learn. Like you learn every single day. Right. You learn every single day. But um, I think I've covered everything that I wanted to cover in terms of like the storytelling part. Right. And I, and I use an example of a friend of mine who's, you know, lucky for him, he's young enough that he got time to bounce back and, and, and recover from that. And hopefully, you know, he takes some things away from it and, and learns more about himself and what he wants, right? That it will, you know, make his next decision different, right? Yeah. But, 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 but I, but I do have, I, but I do have some other people that I know who I don't necessarily think are as lucky as he is. Um, I have some people in my life who, you know, I, I have this conversation with more openly about, you know, choosing, making sure you choosing the, the best mate that you can if you decide that you're going to have a kid. Like all these different things, it's just important to think about. Date, have fun, sure, yes. But I want you to remember, I want you to remember, date and have fun, yeah. I just want you to remember that 90%. And I ran this through a lot of people who I love and respect, older folks. I even had this conversation with somebody who's like 64 years old. They said the same exact thing, that that those are the two biggest decisions that you're going to make in your life. And it sets the pace for everybody behind you. It sets the pace. And on that note, that's all I got for this episode of the Hitch Hemingway Pod. I hope this conversation continues. Um, if if you are listening, and you know if you are listening, do me a favor. You can follow me on uh, oh, so many apps out there now. There are. Oh my god, which Probably, is good. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram is the easiest. You know, go to Hitch Hemingway. Uh, follow follow me, Hitch Hemingway. Send me a message of what you think about this podcast. I'm not gonna give my, I'm not gonna give my studio number out on this podcast. But if you actually wanted to call in, we can actually record on a podcast what so many people think about this topic and we can make it in to a podcast. Maybe we get a certain amount of individuals who want to share a story or whatever. And we play three minutes of like multiple people's story. I don't know, but there's so many things that can happen. But anyway, but that's all I got for this one. Amy, thank you so much for recording with me. I missed you. Uh, recording podcast with me. I really appreciate you for this. Thank you so much.
You're welcome. Thanks for having me back. Yes. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us. Play some music. I'm going to play some music on our way out. Thank you so much, y'all. Greatly appreciate it.